Mom Training Podcast with Diana Ballard. Hey ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. So the majority of you listening here are moms, okay? Maybe some of you are preparing to be moms, some of you might be adoptive moms, whatever it may be, but most of us here have had a baby, okay? And you know, when we have our core that's been stretched back and forth, depending on how many kids we've had, our pelvic floor that's, you know, kind of taken a beating a number of times from, from being pregnant and having a baby or whatever it may be, it is so important for us to strengthen the core and that pelvic floor again, no matter if you're in the middle of baby season or if you've had babies a long time ago, we as women still need to have those two areas strengthened so that we can enjoy life all the way through our golden years, right? And not have any problems that can come with not having those two areas strengthened. So today we're going to talk to Jackie Kickish. She is a mom of three and she is on a mission to help moms lose their postpartum belly, re-strengthen their core and improve their pelvic floor dysfunction so that they can feel like themselves again. So Jackie, welcome to the podcast today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do and kind of your passion and, and your story behind how you got started in all of this? Sure. Yes. So yes, my name is Jackie Kickish. I'm a doctor of physical therapy and mom of three little ones, including twins. I love, you know, helping others. And I've always been very passionate about the health and fitness um, field. However, after becoming a mom six years ago, um, everything changed. (laughs) You know, my postpartum journey was definitely anything but easy. And so, you know, throughout the years, I really saw a lot of other moms, you know, struggling with a lot of the same things, Um, you know, trouble, you know, finding time to exercise and eat right unsure kind of of what to do, you know, during postpartum recovery, returning to exercise, and even having symptoms like postpartum that maybe they were embarrassed to talk about or like even, you know, let their doctor know. So, you know, over the years, I have had um, two 45 pound weight loss journeys after each of my pregnancies. And so once I really mastered the formula of feeling stronger and healthy again, I knew I wanted to help other moms do the same thing. Um, you know, and in general, I just want to say, I think, you know, the support and education for the postpartum mom is really lacking in our society, unfortunately. And so that what that's what has really led me to my mission to, you know, help moms feel stronger, confident, and truly feel like themselves again, you know, and that means living without pain, without, you know, leaking or incontinence. Um, And so a little over a year ago, I, um, I became a certified prenatal and postpartum corrective exercise specialist. I just, I wanted to learn as much information as possible to help women during their pregnancies and postpartum return to exercise. Oh, that's amazing. Well, and I, I feel like us as moms, you know, it's just just so interesting how like a baby has so many appointments after they're born, but us as moms, we get like one six week appointment. They're like, good luck, you know? Um, and honestly, like they never covered anything with me about, you know, okay, now we need to work on building up our core again. And now you need to work on building up your pelvic floor, you know? Um, I feel like that needs to be talked about during pregnancy, after pregnancy, before someone gets pregnant so that you can prevent problems because there's nothing worse than destroying your pelvic floor. And then like trying to rebuild that up again, 
when yeah. I mean, is it even possible? Like if you if your pelvic floor gets, you know, really trashed, right? Like it, it gets really beat up, it has not been strengthened. Like, is it is it really challenging to build it back up? I mean, it definitely can be done. It definitely, you know, it is important to, you know, appropriately and safely, you know, re-strengthening our core and pelvic floor. There are a lot of, um, you know, different um, things that go into that, depending like if they have a tear or, you know, if they have a C-section or not. So, you know, I do want to say, even though, you know, if mothers do have a C-section, their pelvic floor muscles are still stretched while they're carrying the baby for, for nine months. So that is like an important thing just to kind of point out. Um, but yes, the pelvic floor definitely can be re-strengthened. Um, and one important thing I do want to say is that that does not mean just to do kegels all the time. Um, actually, if someone has a tight pelvic floor, kegels will often make their symptoms worse. So there is, you know, a difference between a weak or like kind of decreased tension in the pelvic floor versus someone that has what we call a hypertonic pelvic floor where the muscles are actually really tight. Mm. And so you can actually have like leaking with like coughing, sneezing and anything that like puts stress or pressure with a weak or a tight pelvic floor. Interesting. So how does someone know that they have I mean, obviously, like if we've had babies, you, you kind of question, like, how is my pelvic floor? <laughs> how is right. my core? You know, um, like, has it bounced back? Like I've had four kids, like every, like one, every two years. So I'm like, how is my pelvic yeah. floor? You know, I probably should go yeah. get this checked out, but yeah. like, how does someone know, like, obviously like leaking, you know, or like the, yeah. the sneezing, luckily I don't experience that. So I, right. I don't, I don't know what that's like. And I hope, you know, yeah. it stays that way, but like, how does someone know that they like are there other symptoms that women can have that they they might need to get some help with their pelvic floor and core yeah yeah definitely so there is you know a long list of symptoms with you know the tight versus the weak pelvic floor but you know besides the leaking you can definitely have like back and hip pain um pelvic pain um, you can have painful sex um, or even you know painful insert when you're inserting a tampon um, and so there is, you know, to be 100% sure if you, you know, if you're questioning if you have a tight pelvic floor versus a weak pelvic floor, you would have to see a pelvic floor PT in person. And they would actually, you know, they're actually trained to do an internal exam to see if you're, you know, if your pelvic floor muscles are tight versus weak. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I just be transparent. Here. I've went into a pelvic floor therapist after this last baby because I got yeah. really sick, and I mean my pelvic floor just got beat from me like coughing over and over again. But okay. honestly, I was nervous. Like they they did the initial thing, but like they never did the internal test because I was nervous about it. So what okay. what do you tell women that might be nervous about you know like? <laughs> going in and, and having a, a physical therapist check inside, I guess. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, if the person is comfortable, of course, doing it and it doesn't have to always be performed on the first, you know, visit. If you kind of want to feel a little bit more comfortable with your pelvic floor PT before doing that, um, you know, that is fine. But if you're having, you know, a lot of, you know, pelvic floor dysfunction and a lot of pelvic floor symptoms, it's probably a good idea, you know, to get that checked out eventually. Okay. 
Interesting. So if someone goes like a longer time, like the, the symptoms could just get worse, right? So it's better to get it checked out sooner than later. Yes. I would definitely recommend, you know, if you are having any kind of issues or symptoms to definitely, you know, try and resolve them as soon as possible, because yes, that is one thing. If you, you know, if you wait and just say, well, you know, I have, you know, maybe an abdominal separation, like, which is also known as a diastasis recti and back pain, but you know what, I know I'm going to have at least two more kids. So I'm just going to wait, you know, for another five or 10 years. So yes, I mean, I would say the symptoms would most likely be more severe and then it's going to be a lot harder to correct those issues down the road because a lot of times we may not realize it, but with, you know, during pregnancy, our posture and our breathing changes. And so after we have the baby, everything doesn't just snap back, obviously to how it was before we were pregnant. So we fall into a lot of, you know, maybe poor posture, you know, poor body mechanics and just our breathing that has really changed that makes a big difference with our recovery. Mm, very interesting. So yeah. when you, when you have moms that um, are still in baby making season, right? They want a couple more kids. Yeah. Like they just got it started. Um, yeah. let, let's talk a little bit about the difference between the two of, you know, is there's different things that moms that are still in the process of having children should do and is recommended. And then moms that maybe are finished having kids and just want to build up their pelvic floor and their core again, is it all the same or is there, is there different things that you'd recommend for them? I would say, I mean, it's pretty much the same, um, you know, like strengthening exercises, um, just with, you know, the mom who's maybe a little bit earlier postpartum, you know, we would just want to, you know, modify things if they do have like a diastasis or say a prolapse or something like that, that, um, you know, we might have to modify with the exercises. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then like further down the road, like what are the benefits of strengthening the core and the pelvic floor? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So having a strong core has many benefits. Um, you know, one is improved posture, um, decreasing your risk for injury, decreasing aches and pains, able to perform daily activities with less difficulty, feeling more confident as a mom, you know, being able to do all the activities that you would like to do with your children, you know, whether it's chasing them around the yard or lifting them overhead at the playground, um, improved bladder and bowel control, and then really just overall, you know, better postpartum recovery and quality of life. Okay. Yeah. I, I, why do you think that we don't talk about this very often? You know, that's a really good question. I feel like it's not really brought up like at our four or six week checkup when we go back to, to our OBGYN and see them. It's not, you know, you kind of get the green light and, you know, oh, don't jump right back into what you were doing, but just kind of take it slow. And it's, you know, I think that's what I was told. And it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, our body is just still healing for a long time postpartum. Um, you know, we just have to really remember how our abdominals were, you know, significantly stretched. So, 
you know, I see, you know, some posts sometimes on Facebook or in Facebook groups and moms are wanting to do like crunches and planks, you know, like only like a couple months after post, you know, after having a baby. And I'm like, oh my gosh, no, you know, you really got to take it slow. But um, yeah, that's a good question. I, it's definitely something that our society needs to work on is making sure that we get that education before we have the baby and just kind of, you know, really realizing, um, you know, what our body went through, what it's, you know, going through all the changes and things just don't go back to normal <laughs> right after giving birth. Yeah. I, I think, I feel like it's starting to become more of a, a need for moms to be like, Hey, wait, like, why am I just left in the dark with so many right. things? You know, it's, it, yeah. it is so important that we, we start to gain this information to help ourselves because it's challenging as a mom already, but to right. not know about something like this and to, you know, people just continually having kids over and over again. And they, you know, right. struggle with so many different things, um, because they haven't strengthened their core or their pelvic floor. It's just, it's yeah. kind of sad. It really is. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that, that was great information there. And so ladies, if you, if you were struggling with your core or your pelvic floor, um, don't be scared to go to the pelvic floor therapist. Um, I know that I probably should still go after having four kids every two years and just check it out. <laughs> see what's going on just because I want to make sure that I prevent problems in the future. Um, <clears throat> so what, what would you tell a mom before we change subjects here a little bit? Like, what would you tell a mom that is a little nervous to go in and get checked? Maybe she has some symptoms. She kind of has some red flags. Uh, what would you recommend um, saying to her? Yeah. I mean, I would tell her, you know, she can maybe talk to her doctor first about it. Um, you know, but the red flags are not, you know, going to be going away on their own, most likely. So, um, you know, so just not waiting until they become worse, you know, just really dealing with it up front and saying, okay, this is my body. I need to, you know, just like I care for my children. I care for my husband. Like I also need to care for myself because, you know, I'm in this body forever. Right. So just making sure that we, you know, really realize how important important it is to take care of ourselves. And <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, like I said, going the first time and getting the assessment, it doesn't mean that they, you know, will do or have to do the internal exam. Like I said, you can wait a couple weeks until, you know, maybe you feel more comfortable, or if you don't want to, you, you know, you're the patient. So you have that right to decline that if you, you know, if that's something that you do not want. Okay. All right. So just kind of feel it out and see <clears throat> what you're comfortable with. But, um, we, yeah. you know, it is like, I'm saying right here, like mama, go get yourself checked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take care of yourself. Okay. Yeah. You totally deserve the time. The, yeah. you know, if you, you got to pay for your appointment, just go get it done. Take care of yourself. Cause this is, this is your body, yeah. right? We got to right. take care yeah. of that. So yeah. That kind of leads into the next point here of, of how can we make time for ourselves? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So, and this is something that I really struggled myself with after having the twins, I was, you know, working full-time as a physical therapist. And when I came home from work, I felt like all my time and attention had to be on them. 
And it was just like zero me time. And obviously that did not work out very long because <laughs> mentally and physically that's, you know, it is draining if you do not make time for yourself. So for me, I just, I really feel like it's a non-negotiable and we just have to remember as moms that self-care is not selfish. You know, moms, we always tend to put our needs and ourself on the back burner, so to speak. And, you know, I just, I really feel as though, you know, after, you know, being a mom for the past six and a half years that, you know, it's just something that is essential to feeling restored and just, you know, really being a better mom and wife overall, we definitely need that self-care and that me time, you know, whatever that might look like, it looks different for, you know, everyone. Yeah. Well, and I, I think it is challenging for us moms to be able to feel like it's okay for us to not always be spending time with our children or always be like doing right. stuff. Because I think the heart at all of all of us moms is we really do want to spend time with our children. Yeah. We want, you know, to enjoy them. We want them to be happy and have what they need and, you yeah. know, create this nice environment for them. But, yeah. and then flip on the other side, like if we're not taking care of ourselves, like, I don't know about you, but like, if I don't get enough sleep at night, like I kind of like, I'm not the same mom as the days yeah. where I get enough yeah. sleep and I've like got up and taken care of myself. You know, there's like a complete, almost black and white difference between like, oh, this mom's like really fun. And she, you know, she is, yeah. is smiling and happy with me. And then this mom's like, I got to sit here a minute. I don't even know why, but I just, you know, you guys go play. I'm just gonna, yeah. you know, I just yeah. think about life. Like, you know, it's just like, you're kind of, right. it's like complete, like opposite when we don't take care of ourselves. Like, right. um, <clears throat> you know, and sometimes that's challenging. Like a, a lot for me yeah. is like, I'm up a lot with my little kids in the night. Someone peed the bed or, you know, I have a teething baby right now. So I was up four okay. times with her in the night. I'm so tired today. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, sometimes that, that stuff kind of happens, but, um, yeah. like, what are some ways that you have found to, to make time for yourself? Yeah. So number one, I think, you know, sitting down and intentionally setting time aside and actually like writing it down in your calendar, and keeping it as if it were an appointment, you know, so it's kind of the same thing with, you know, exercising, if exercising is one of those, you know, great stress relievers and, you know, self-care, like for me, exercising is because it always makes me feel better. It's like, okay, I need to find like 15 to 20 minutes, you know, pocket of time, you know, three, four days a week for me to exercise. So the same thing with, you know, self-care, you know, so I would recommend starting off small, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, again, writing it down in your calendar, trying to find like those small pockets of time. Um, and then, you know, also don't be afraid to ask for help, you know, from your spouse, from family, from friends, you know, if it means that, you know, you want to go get a pedicure or like a massage or something, you know, whatever self-care looks like to you. I just, I would not be afraid. And I know a lot of new moms probably are afraid to ask for help or they don't, they don't want to appear like they, you know, need help. Maybe I know I struggled with that in the beginning, but with twins, you just really need help all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, so, um, and thank God for my parents, especially my mom who was there, you know, all the time helping out. I don't know what I would have done without her. And she knew she would just be like, leave the house. I'll take care of the babies, you know, like in the newborn stage when it was really, really hard, get in the car, go somewhere and have some time, you know? 
So I just think it's really, really important to, you know, realize that it does take a village and, you know, not to be afraid to ask for help and, you know, even sitting down with your spouse and significant other and saying, you know, I need 15 to 20 minutes a day, you know, to journal or read a book or go for a run and, you know, try and make that work with your schedules. Yeah. Cause you know, exercise, especially is like one of the best ways to build up your feel good, you know, hormones and chemicals or whatever they are, they, they're, they're good. Like, you know, I know when I exercise, I feel way better than when I don't. Right. So, um, but I, I also want to point out too, that like having those, that time asking for help, uh, planning in your schedule also takes like a really good set of boundaries with your family too, because, um, you know, like, for example, like my children, uh, my two oldest, like, even after I put them to bed, want to come out and spend time with me. And I've kind of let it slide a little bit. Cause I'm like, yeah, whatever. They just need some quality time. And, but now my husband's like, dude, you've like created a habit of like your two yeah. oldest kids, like coming out, like, you know, ne- you don't get your evening to yourself to like, do what you need to do. And I'm like, oh yeah. You know, I didn't think about that when I was starting to create the habit, you know? It was yeah. like, oh, well, I'll just whatever, you know? Um, yes. So I, I think that it's really important for us to like intentionally think about those type of things and try to actually make it happen by explaining to our family, this is why I need this, right? Yeah, that's a really good point. Yes, definitely. Because it, be, it can be kind of frustrating sometimes when we do plan that time in and, you know, someone else shows up. Yeah. (laughs) Something happens. Yeah. Yeah. There's something that's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we're going to be taking care of that. But I guess, I guess what I want to say with that is to keep trying. Um, You know, if there's times when there's so much resistance to having your time to yourself, if your kids are really little or, you know, there's just lots of things going on, like, just don't give up on it. Just keep trying to plan that time in. Um, and setting those, those boundaries and saying, Hey, this is mommy's time. You know, I, I just need a little bit of space and, you know, to not give up on that. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, so what are some ways that we can increase our energy and feel more fit, lose some weight and I don't know, just feel better in general. Yeah. So I would say some main tips for increasing our energy, like we talked about before, I definitely think, and I know I'm, I'm guilty of this as well. It definitely begins with a good quality night sleep, um, which obviously is hard during the newborn stages, um, you know, but trying to get that good quality sleep, you know, staying hydrated um, and making sure you're actually eating enough and just like the overall quality of food that you're putting in your body. Um, you know, and I would just want to say, and yes, that does include carbs. <laughs> so, um, and so, you know, for me, like we talked about earlier exercise, I just know exercise, you know, increases my energy and my, you know, my mental mood and everything overall. So, you know, I would say just making sure to get some type of movement or activity during the day, you know, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, an hour workout or 45 minute workout, you know, research shows that even 10 minutes of exercise or activity, you know, going for a walk does, you know, increase our energy and improves our mood. Yeah. Well, we actually do something in mom training called dancing through motherhood, where we talk about, 
how like for 15 minutes a day, twice a day, we dance. And that's okay. turning on music while we're doing dishes, while we're folding laundry. And because yeah. it, sometimes it's like, oh, even like getting out for a walk can feel like, oh my gosh. Like when you have like so yeah. many kids, like I got to get them all dressed and in the stroller and I got to, yeah. it's hot outside, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. But I think we can even simplify it down to what if we just turned on some music and danced while we did the dishes or like just danced with our kids yeah. for 15 minutes in the, yeah. in the, you know, the kitchen area, yeah. you know, that's just something that's <clears throat> simple and easy for yeah. us to do. Um, but yeah, it, it really is just getting our bodies moving. Um, and, and I can hear right now, like I walk around, I move around all day because I'm chasing my kid around. Look, yeah, that's great. That's an amazing exercise, but what if you got some different areas of your body moving, you know, you're like yeah. put the arms around, let's, you know, let's yeah. get, pick up the heart rate a little bit more, you know, just so we can start getting those, those good feeling, um, yeah. things in our body flowing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, <clears throat> so you said get some movement in there. What other tips yeah. would you have for a mom? Yeah. So some tips for weight loss, you know, for me, um, I cannot do a program or plan if it is not sustainable long-term. Um, so, you know, keto and fasting is out for me. I, I love carbs and I just, I don't, I don't believe in like depriving yourself, you know, and like strict dieting because I just feel like dieting, it really does not work, especially long-term. Um, you know, and so for weight loss, of course, nutrition, you know, is an essential part of it and getting some type of exercise or movement. But I would also just remind moms that, you know, it's definitely going to take time. So, you know, even when it comes to like your postpartum recovery, you know, which for a lot of us includes weight loss that, you know, it is going to take time, consistency and patience, you know, to lose the weight, re-strengthen your core. Um, you know, just a reminder, our bodies are not Amazon prime, you know, it will take longer than two days to see results, which I know is super frustrating. And, you know, we want it to go quicker, you know, than it does. But, um, you know, I also want to, you know, just include how important strength training is for women. Um, you know, and I'm not talking about lifting super heavy weights, you know, and, you know, looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like not that, you know, we're not able to build that large of muscles, but, um, you know, strength training in general, I, you know, I feel like is important for women. Um, and that just really helps, you know, sculpt the muscles, you know, burn fat more, um, compared to like just doing tons of cardio. So I know there's, you know, a lot of people that might, you know, just want to do all cardio or more cardio, but I kind of really feel like, you know, strength training is a little bit more important than strength training. You can also get a cardio workout in with it. Cool. Yeah. Well, and two, um, I know that like, as we get older, like the osteoporosis stuff can be slowed down. I don't know if it's yeah. really prevented, but like by lifting weights too, that is a great way to, yeah. Our bone strong as well. Bone density, yes. And actually, a fact that I learned in physical therapy school is we actually start losing muscle mass in our early 30s. Really? Yeah, not like our 60s or 70s, our early 30s. So, and you know, the more muscle mass you have, the more, you know, even calories and fat you're going to be burning even at rest. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. 
lifting is fun. I, I enjoy lifting. So I'm like, good to hear that. Cause I, you know, but I need to get back into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, pretty much the, you know, getting moms moving, getting them, um, thinking about themselves, taking time for themselves, um, lifting weights to help increase their muscles, um, are ways that their, their body can, let go of the weight faster and they can start feeling better faster after having a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I want to say too, that when they say like we're losing muscles in the early thirties, it makes me wonder if we become less active at that time. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, or if that's just genetically how that happens, but it just makes me think like, I know I was pretty active in my (laughs) twenties and I'm not (laughs) as active now that I've become a mom, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so what, what advice would you give to the mom that, that is in her journey of taking care of herself, um, and wanting to, you know, be her best self, feel her best and, and help her body pretty much be stable and, and enjoy being in her body. So what would you say to her? Um, I would say for her to keep it up and I mean, keep being consistent you know, with, with doing those things that make you, that make you feel amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. I, I really appreciate this topic because, um, it is, it's, it's something like it's self-care for, for moms. It really is to be able to think about like all these parts of your body. And when we run ourselves to the ground and have nothing left to give yeah, and like, I mean, we might feel guilty. We might feel bad about it, but in reality, it's just because we've neglected taking care of ourselves. And so definitely want to encourage any mom listening right now to go take care of yourself, go take care of your body, do what you need to, to, I don't know, feel your best and have your, your body feel healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Feel make sure you fill your tank up. Yeah. Awesome. So tell us real quick, you have a program that um you just launched recently so why don't you tell us a little bit about that it is called mama's core connection um and it is my eight week um one-on-one coaching program to um help improve your core strength um improve your diastasis recti which is also known um, as an abdominal separation um decrease any hip or back pain you know improve any pelvic floor dysfunction that you may have, you know, including leaking, you know, or incontinence. Um, and my website is www.jackiekickish.com. And, um, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at DR Jackie Kickish. And then I also, if that's okay, I have a free guide. I'd love to share with your listeners as well. Um, and it's called six exercises. Every postpartum mom should do, even if you hate exercising. Great. So where can they find that? Um, I can, I can send you that link, but yes, it's on my website as well. That resource. If you want to send it to me, I'll put it in the show notes for the ladies too. Yeah. Great. Oh, that's so nice of you to give that to us. That's, that's amazing. Um, yeah, well, thank you so much. And that, that program sounds really good. Uh, I, I feel like even if we could just have something like that, that could help us just get right back on. And I love that it's eight weeks too, because it, you know, it takes, takes the time to help build yourself back up. So that sounds, that sounds great. It's just really making sure that we're safely and 
correctly, you know, strengthen our core. We're not doing too much too soon. Cool. Awesome. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts today. I really do appreciate it. And um, I know that I, I've been encouraged to continue to take care of myself better from this conversation and definitely want to make sure that I'm doing what I need to, to yeah. make sure that my body is healthy. Well, great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right, ladies. Well, uh, go get yourself checked out if you need to take care of your body and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday on the mom training podcast.